Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Benny. Hi, you too. It's so good to see you. Always a pleasure and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. A little early, yeah, I know. A little early. Yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. So that was my son, Dean Foster. Hot track. Yeah. Brand he just re- new. He just released mm-hmm. that. Very proud of him. And he is a senior at Berkeley College of Music. He has one more semester. Just flying by. I know. It's amazing to hear. Yeah. And he'll graduate with a double major. Woo. Performance and then uh, production and engineering. Perfect. So, yeah. So we'll see where he ends up and all that. I'm really excited. You know. Well, tell they, him to not uh, forget about us little people. I know. Really? I know. I tried to get him to come this morning, but it was, you know. Musicians, <laughs> right? Musicians, Musicians. Right? They're they up know. all night. Yep. <laughs> they can't get up early in the morning anymore. So good morning, everyone. And my name is Kasara Deline. And after overcoming my own health challenges many years ago, when I was younger, I dedicate my life now to educating others to health operate health options. So you can see that there's a lot of different options out there for you. You don't have to stick with what uh, the mainstream is. And uh, hopefully we empower you to uh, make those choices for yourself to find the best one, whatever that is. No judgment here. Um, my background's in herbology, naturopathy, psychology, energy work, and meditation. And you can learn more about me and what I do at truehealth.com. In fact, I have a new website up. We redid the website, so it's really nice. So that's truhealth.com. So today we have uh, my best friend, Susan. I'm back. Yay, Susan's back. She's I a was... staple at Cake and now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was here two weeks ago, and it's like, just, just keeps showing up. Yeah, you're yeah. just walking around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Susan funny. has a very unique, exciting life, and so that's why we like to have her, because she has high energy, and she's all about empowering people and helping people see the positive side of themselves. So that's why we always want her to be here. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, and I, I have fun doing that. Yeah, I know. It's exciting. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, so I don't usually use the word hate, uh-huh. but the plan was to talk about the things that we hate about the holidays. Yeah. And mainly for me, the reason I posted it that way is because a lot of people really do hate the yeah. holidays. And I don't hate them. But I do realize over the last 25 years, I was the one that made Christmas crappy. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't anybody else in my family. It was me. Mm-hmm. It was me the whole time. And a couple of days ago, I did a video that we don't know what we don't know. And I just was in this spot from getting divorced and my dad dying within three months of each other 25 years ago. Yeah. And from all of that time until this year. I never allowed myself to feel joy at Christmas time. Wow. So I know that it was me. Uh, my family is all in Texas, and I that was the last time I went down there for that, Christmas. Yeah, it's amazing how we get stuck in that story. We get stuck in that energetic pattern. 
Well, yeah, 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 for sure. There's a ton of things revolving around that that I don't want to go in today because it doesn't matter. <laughs> but the the thing that that we were talking about earlier is just that we all have that one family member that nobody wants to be around. Mm-hmm. But then we also have that family member that everyone wants to be around. Mm-hmm. Which one do you want to be when you go to the event? <laughs> right? Because we have that choice. Mm-hmm. You can go. You can let all that garbage go, all the stuff in the past. Don't, you know, be holding on to what Uncle Harry did and what Aunt Jane did. And it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Go in there with the the whole feeling of, I'm going to make this the best day of my life. I'm going to, how do I make this amazing for everyone? Mm-hmm. And there's the people that don't feel like they fit in with their family. I mean, clearly I don't. <laughs> me, I mean, me either. <laughs> I'm the weird aunt. <laughs> you know, I just went to my niece's wedding and I wore my labia pendant to the wedding. Uh-huh. And you should have seen all those 30 somethings and the 20 somethings that all wanted to come over and look at my necklace because they heard about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm the weird aunt and I'm cool with that. I'm yeah. I'm not the grumpy person that, you know, gets drunk and obnoxious and nobody wants to be around. So how can we get other people in that space to go in and and be happy and have a good time and, you know make a difference in the world. Yeah, it's really hard because I think we get stuck in those stories. We get stuck in those patterns. And even if we tell ourselves, you know, quote unquote, that we're going to have a good time and that we're going to enjoy ourselves or we're going to connect with people or whatever it is we tell ourselves. But in the back of our mind, we have that little story that, well, they hurt me or this happened or whatever. You know, there's that all that negativity that's running in that part of us, that child part of us typically that was wounded, that wants attention. And so then something happens and boom, we get triggered and we're right back there. And it's so hard to um, stay aware of that, you know, um, to not get stuck and pulled down in that. I take my clients through a meditation where we are looking at ourselves and our our hurt little three-year-old self and, and letting go of those hurts. And then we do the same thing with, with our mom and our, with our dad and, you know, we don't know what they went through when they were three to seven years old. Yeah. We don't know, you know, we don't normally share the really crappy parts with our kids. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we might look at mom or dad or somebody in this horrible light because of the way they treated us. But yet what happened to them yeah. to make them act that way? Yeah. And and to to go into the the holiday event, the festivities with the the knowledge and and the just the knowing that that person was hurt and it's hurt people that hurt people and how can I make today a better day for them yeah and 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 just attempt to it's there's (laughs) no guarantee that it's not going to turn out horrible but yeah that's for sure because sometimes when you're trying to be nice to somebody they're they're not ready to be nice to themselves and so they can't accept any kind of love or attention in the right you know, in a, in a positive form. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's true. So, you know, and, and if you see someone, if you know, I mean, there's people in my family, obviously, that hurt me. Everybody has that to a certain extent in some way, shape or form, typically. And it's it's challenging to look at them and not see that and see the hurt person inside of them and see what 
you know, we don't know, like you said, what the struggles are. You probably will never know. A lot of times they hide all that. They don't want to share any of that. Right. You know, um, because who wants to talk about their wounding, right? (laughs) Right. But um, but if you can see them for the fact that they are a human being and they have good and bad to them and just accept them as a human being, then it it usually lightens that and makes it a little softer to uh, to to connect with them. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So um, one of the things I know we're going to come back to this later Uh is that I started looking at things recently as to I actually said it to somebody when I was down in Texas for the wedding and that regardless of the word, whether you use I or God or I I made a painting that says God hears every thought as your heart's desire. Mm. And I kind of look at it as regardless of what it is that we're asking for or thinking or or whatever, the more we're focused on something and and we have any kind of a feeling about that, the more we're going to get more of it. And if we can help those people to see that they can ask for better things, they can ask for a better life and they deserve a better life. Mm-hmm. And And so if we can look at it that way and what do you actually want? Let's write down the things that would make you happy. You know, and again, I'm the weird one that wants to change the world. Yeah, you know, it's (laughs) interesting because I talk to clients all the time about writing down, you know, what they want to have happen in their lives and what what just what you said, what what makes you happy? Do you have a list? And they're like, oh, yeah, I have one in my head. Well, it's never going to manifest until you write it down (laughs) because it's just going to sit there and percolate. Right. But you have to actually physically write it down. And once you do that, it stimulates and it gets it out. And then you have other things come in, you know. Right. Like otherwise you're stuck. And we know stag- stagnation causes health problems and it causes uh, oh, manifestation hello. problems. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're talking to somebody who's had a terminal diagnosis for 19 years and still has <laughs> cancer. Like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so the idea is to get that written down. And, and I've talked about that on the show before about how I wrote things down when I was younger and how I've done pretty much everything on that list because I know because I wrote it down, you know. And I'm still writing stuff down for the next, you know, 40 years that I want to do. So, um, well, sometimes you don't have to write it down. You know, like yesterday I wanted to go to I did not want to go to Costco to get rotisserie chicken because that's what I feed my dog. Uh And I make bone broth and she gets that, too. Uh And and then a friend called. Isn't that amazing? 30 minutes before Costco closed, said, I'm going to Costco. Do you need anything? Yes, I need two (laughs) rotisserie chickens. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I do that a lot, too. I have all kinds of things that manifest. And it's 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 funny, though, how we, in our mind, we have that perception. Okay, you can manifest two simple chickens, right? That's easy. But if you want to manifest more than that, like a new car or a new house or watch me, whatever. Yeah, no, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> People, for some reason, think that it's different trying to manifest something big versus something little. Well, and that's where the doubt comes in, yeah. right? And so you might have, for me, the 2023 Toyota 4Runner TRD Pro in the solar <laughs> octane with, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know what car that is. And so, but there's there's things that creep in that, oh, well, I just got a $925 water bill because I had a water leak. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And so, so then you start looking at that and, well, how am I going to do this when I have that? And, and stop doing that and <clears throat> get out that list and read that list again. And yeah. yeah. Well, and manifesting, manifest, um, the ho- we're going back to the holidays, manifest a wonderful experience. How do you want to feel after the holiday? That is the biggest question yeah. ever is 
how does it make me feel? Yeah. Right. And if you can sit down and think about how do I want to feel at the end of the day on Christmas? How do I want to feel when I'm driving home? Or how do I want to feel when everybody's leaving my house? Mm -hmm. Or going to sleep or whatever. Yeah. 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 And because it's that feeling that we can recreate. Yeah, totally. And when you connect with that feeling, that's that's what is easier to manifest. Right. It's like sometimes we I think what the problem is, well, I want to feel this way. But I want this and this and this to happen. Well, then you're telling the universe how to do its job. <laughs> and that doesn't always work out so well. <laughs> right. So, you know, like your car, like maybe you want that car, but maybe there's a better one you're supposed to have. I mean, I don't know. There could be a better one that I don't know exists, Exactly. Right. Yeah. We don't so, know what we don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like driving your car recently. Oh, my gosh, I'm having so much fun. Who would have thought <laughs> I'd have so much fun on a skateboard? <laughs> Not a skateboard. It's a Mini Cooper. Oh, well, it's like a big wheel. <laughs> it's like a big wheel. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> Have um, you ever driven a, bin, a mini bunny? I've seen many, many mini bennies. <laughs> Not minis <laughs> in per se, but no. I've They're seen, a lot of fun to They drive. are. They look, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. I had a little Volkswagen Rabbit, so I'm very oh, Smaller yeah. cars like that, too. Yeah, so, yeah, and that. I have two of them, so they... One of them's a little smaller than the other. Yeah. They're pretty they're, quick. and They're fun. They're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Way too much fun, actually. So I didn't know that <laughs> that was a thing, you know? <laughs> I mean, normally, I'm just terrified in the right seat riding with you. But now that I've been in the left seat, I'm like, dude, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So, um, okay. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about the holidays. So I know I, I'm not a big fan of the holidays. I, I you know, I didn't have positive experiences of uh, the holidays when I was growing up. So I, and it's not that I, and I, I've worked through that right now. Now I kind of try to focus on the solstice, you know, what just happened yesterday and just that time and what that means to me. And, you know, everybody kind of has their own personal experience with the holidays or the solstice. Right. And so I think tapping into that is uh, whatever it is for you, whatever that means, um, I think is important. And I don't think there's any judgment on what you should or shouldn't do, right? I know some people get stuck in some of that, but. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's easy to get stuck in it. And, you know, like somebody asked me the other day, somebody at the beach said, what are you doing for Christmas? Like, I'll be here. (laughs) In the ocean, as always. (laughs) I'll I'll swim that day, too. I swim every day. Yeah. And then my son called me last night and he says, what are you doing for Christmas? I'm like, yeah, you know, like. Because he knows that Uh we don't ever do things together on Christmas because he spends it at his dad's house and Mm -hmm. then at his girlfriend's mom's house and maybe her dad's house. And, you know, and and I've just I've been the bah humbug for 25 (laughs) years. So he knew he wasn't going to do anything with me, but now he wants to. So here I've shifted that. And now he's calling asking if we want Mm. if I want to go on a hike with him in the morning before he goes to his dad's. Oh, that's nice. And and so but that was about me shifting. Right. And yeah, about yeah. me not wanting to be the bah humbug anymore. And and then it's been cool because I, I recently Paul and I went to Leavenworth and mm-hmm. got 30 pounds of apples. And I was like, I can eat these. And clearly that's a really bad idea. <laughs> 30 pounds? 30, 30 pounds each. That's we bought 60 of, pounds of apples. That's a lot of apples. Jeez. And so... A few yeah. weeks ago, I was like, These, they're, they're going to go bad. I can't do this. And yeah. so I froze them. And I'd never frozen apples before. Mm-hmm. They made the best applesauce I've oh. ever had in my life. So it was the frozen apples. And then I thawed them, cut them up, put lemon juice and cinnamon in there. And it's so creamy. And mm. I didn't know that if you froze them, it would do that. 
but no extra sugar, and then just put them back in the freezer. And that's what I've been giving my my neighbors mm-hmm. for Christmas. And I, you know, I never used to do that. And so it was something that that I I had and was able to turn mm-hmm. it into something that people like. Yeah, the picture of the apples were beautiful too. Just all the different as they were frozen. Frozen, yeah. They had like that sheen on them, but they, I don't know. There was something unique about it. I was kind of yeah, cool. the frosty. Yeah, frosty apples. Who would think, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, probably that's probably going to be a thing now, <laughs> right? So, um, the other thing I wanted to just kind of touch on a little bit was just um, you know we talked about um, religion because um, that's part of the holidays, obviously for a lot of people. And but the but religion can be so many different things for so many different people, you know, for sure. You know, um, I know that when you go to the beach, that's your church, right? <coughs> I, me, being in the water. Yeah, I make my videos every day, but usually it's only on Sunday when I say welcome to my church service. <laughs> <laughs> I posted it on one of the swim groups. I said, we'll have church service at Edgewater at, at 1030 on Sunday morning. And and then the one gal that showed up said, I don't think people are going to come because you called it church service. <laughs> I was like, well, why not? But that's the whole thing is that yeah. people look at it differently. And we don't do anything different other than we we share our gratitudes while we're in the water. Yeah. No, yeah. And it's about connecting with whatever that is, whatever your higher power is, whether it's, you know, Mother Earth or the water, you know. Or, or a just, seal baby. Or a seal baby. Uh, <laughs> some sort of spiritual energy, right? <sighs> so, um Anyway, you're listening to True Health with Cassara Delane. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more from Susan's story. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whitby Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Are you interested in natural remedies? Unlock the secrets of herbalism and traditional holistic healing modalities with the 12-month Herbalism Mentorship Program. I will be your mentor, Sharon Maureen. I have been practicing and teaching herbalism for three decades. Dive deep into the world of herbs each month. Learn their history, how herbs support your body, and even make your own remedies. I am also a nutritional consultant and life coach. I will be by your side and you will be mentored, but you will also be supported in healing your own body. Limited spots are available for this transformative journey, so seize the opportunity to deepen your connection to the healing power of herbs. Connect with me at SharonMaureen.com today to secure your spot and start your path to wellness 
with the Herbalism Mentorship beginning January 2024. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Hello, welcome back. We're here with Susan Story. I'm here, I'm here. Yes, hello. So we're talking about the holidays and how hard it can be for some people and some ideas on uh, how to get through that. So um, one of the things you might do is, you know, find some common ground. Because sometimes when people show up, I was I was watching the news uh, a few days ago, and they talked about what people don't like about the holidays, about, you know, and there was like eating food that you, or, you know, foods being presented that you don't want, maybe, or can't eat, um, or having to sleep in somebody else's bed. <laughs> You know, or sitting at the little kids' table, you know, oh, things like I that. sat at the little kids' table on Thanksgiving with friends. Yeah. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> well, I think now people like sitting at the little kids' table because they like the little kids. You know? <laughs> oh, well, these weren't little kids. They were, I think the youngest was eight and all the rest of them were teenagers oh. and there were a couple in their 20s. And That's cool. So, but regardless of age, I'd, I'd like being with the little ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the ki- the idea is to find common ground. So, you know, if you know that, that there's people, maybe there's political differences or religious differences or just belief differences in some way, shape, or form, you know, the way to, to find common ground, like maybe take a game or something that people can play. And, um, you know, one of the things I liked about my minis, we were talking about minis earlier, is um, during the pandemic, I was in all these different mini groups, and everybody would show up with their minis. And it was nice. We didn't talk about anything but minis. And it was just so connecting to everybody because we were tired of, of everything and we just wanted to escape. And it was a way for us to be in our own cars on the microphones, you know, on the um, radios, radios yeah. that we had. And and we were safe and we were having fun and there was nobody on the road then, you know. So it was, um, you know, a way to connect that found common ground with, with all these people. And so finding um, common ground can be a, a good thing, you know, Um and so, you know, playing games or listening to music or watching a movie or, you know, something that distracts from all the chaos. Nobody wants to deal with all that anyway. We have to deal with it nine to five <laughs> on our regular lives. For sure. So finding um, something that is um, a fun to do that um, lets people escape, then they, then you can still connect with people and everybody can still hold on to whatever it is they need to for themselves. But um, step out of that for a, a time and um, and enjoy themselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I know a couple of years ago. Oh, it was was that last year? I don't remember. I went to my son's girlfriend's mom's for for thanks or Christmas Day. Yeah, and I knew that it was they were all vegan. I'm not vegan. Right. Okay. Wait. There's there were three other people that were not vegan as well, mm-hmm. and so my thing was okay. What can I make to take that's going to be good? For you know that everybody will like, right? And and so one year I actually took a big turkey breast and it was devoured in a matter of <laughs> oh minutes. my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> well, because there were four of us that yeah do yeah, eat yeah. meat, right. and and so we all took our chunks of meat and and it was gone. But um, but yeah. So what can I take that's going to work for everybody else? Yeah, and that is also going to work for me. Yeah, you know, like I took a bottle with a protein drink in it and. You know, my version of protein drink is raw eggs and coconut cream. 
Nobody else wants that. <clears throat> Nobody I, else wants that. It's my pretend eggnog. I'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to have something that's going to work for me. And then my son yesterday said that they're going to his dad's and they're ordering Chinese food on Christmas Day. Well, there's no vegan Chinese food. So they're no. going to order something else like today or tomorrow and then take that over there uh, so that they have something to eat. But they can do noodles and vegetables. and. Uh, Well, like when I went out of town and they watched my dog, mm-hmm. I had to give them a pan because they didn't want meat cooked in the same pan oh, they were going to wow. eat from. So, Got it. So I'm sure that regardless of the restaurant, there's been meat cooked in the <clears> pan. But Yeah, I remember when I, I was vegan a long time ago. Not anymore, but that's one of the things that helped me get over the cancer I had many years ago. But um, my mom was also vegan for a while. And um, during the holidays, we would make all these dishes. And it was funny because they were so good that everybody would eat them. <laughs> we made, we tried to make enough just for us and that everybody else would eat them because, you know, she, we lots of vegetables and, oh, yeah. and um, grains, you know, healthy stuff. But it was all so flavorful that it looked good that everybody wanted to eat it. So, you know, I think sometimes it's not about taking something that is, um, you know, I get people have different uh, versions of what veganism is, too. I could talk a whole, in fact, I've written articles on that subject, but... Um, but the point is that if it looks good and it tastes good and it's made in a healthy way, you know, people are going to want to eat it because it's going to be appetizing, right? And oh, if yeah. And you use a lot of spices or, you know, that type of thing, um, even if it's just vegetables, it's going to be delicious, you know? Well, so. I, actually, that's what I took last <clears throat> yeah. time. I shaved Brussels sprouts and then I added sun-dried tomatoes, artichoke, actually, mm. in the blender. I put artichoke hearts, sun-dried tomatoes, Kalamata olives, like I don't know, three tablespoons of Italian <laughs> seasonings, a uh-huh. bulb of garlic, and then I mixed all that together, and mm. it it was devoured. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if the flavor's there, people are going to want to eat it. So it's, you know, but I think I think the big thing is that we want to get across is make, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're taking something that you can eat because otherwise you're going to show up and then you're not going to, you're not going to, the little one inside of you is going to be totally triggered because they're like, I don't have anything to eat, you know, <laughs> and I don't, nothing tastes good and I don't want this, you know, but if you take what you want, I went to a party, um, I'm in the Kiwanis in Mill Creek and we had a party on Wednesday and uh, I don't eat wheat and I don't eat dairy, but I really wanted lasagna. So I made, I made lasagna in a crock pot without wheat and without dairy <laughs> And um, so it was uh, gluten-free and all that. And, well, there was a couple other people in the group that are also gluten-free. So they were very appreciative of that because they were actually able to eat something super yummy um, that they could have and it wasn't going to make them sick. So sometimes right. you'd be surprised when you take stuff that, that you like that other people are going to like it. And then you can connect with those people, too. Right. And uh, food is the hugest common ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We totally. all eat. And most holidays are are surrounded by food yeah and and so if if we can take things that we enjoy and share those with the other people then that's the beginning of the common ground and and connecting yeah I know when I go um and spend time at the holidays with my mom and my sister we're always sharing recipes always it seems like oh how did you make that (laughs) And my mom makes these amazing rolls I don't know how she does it I haven't figured it out yet I make them and they taste good but they don't look like hers hers looks so much better I don't know why I haven't figured it out but but they taste so good and um, so it's just you know finding those recipes and then sharing that and then know every time you make that you can think of the other person which is kind of cool yeah for sure we uh, my friend Courtney had a birthday party at the beach a few Mm -hmm. days ago and um we were all talking about that, and her wife 
used to work at Costco and she said sourdough is the hardest. And I was like, that is so good to know because <laughs> we're working with because that now. <laughs> I've tried it three times and they're flat. Yeah. Yeah. They still taste good. Yeah. But they're the ones I've made are all ugly. Yeah, I know. We need to probably do some more research and figure out what it is we're doing wrong. Because I'm pretty sure it's having my kitchen set at 62 degrees. Oh, uh, yeah. It's supposed to be a little warmer, I think. But but like you said, you, you're going to try to put it in the oven and see if you can get that to with the light on or something, see if that works. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's what my friend said to do. Yeah, you'll have to put a, a thermometer in there and see what the temperature is. I had no idea that just the oven light would be that warm. Because when I did it the first time and I pulled the pan out, it was... Not too hot to take out, but mm-hmm. it was it was a jerk. You know, <laughs> there was a reaction when I first picked up the pan. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. So, I thought my oven was something something wrong with the oven that I had yeah. left it on and it, or it, it yeah. somehow was on. But it was just the light that made it over 100 degrees. It's amazing. You know what you can learn when you start talking to people about things. And, you know, I was talking to my son the other day, too, about some things. And, and I'm like trying to explain something to him. And he's like, oh, I had no idea. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, sometimes just sitting there and talking about food or talking about your experience on something and and just sharing. A lot of times if you're trying to connect with somebody, you know, just sharing what you're experiencing and where you're challenged, people can offer some suggestions that you can look into. You know, you don't have to take them all, but the, there's still information, right? Oh, definitely. You know, it's just about um, learning and, and hearing what other people have experienced the same way. That's how we learn and grow. And for me, that, you know, 25 years of being Bah Humbug, I, <laughs> I've i learned to love being with myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm totally fine with being by myself. Well, as long as I have an animal with me. It could be a dog or coyotes <laughs> or, owls. or owls or <laughs> mama, my eagle friend. Yeah, and the <laughs> but, seals. <laughs> yeah, but, but for sure, learning to... Be by yourself and and know what kind of things that you like. And and also all the many, many, many experiences that I've had over the years have allowed me to see into other people and how I can help them. And I had a friend that's a therapist the other day call me and said, I just want to thank you for what you had said, because you're like a therapist, but it just comes naturally to you. <laughs> so that was kind of cool because I had never thought of myself that way. But mm-hmm. as a coach, I am. Mm-hmm. But it's it's cool to be able to see into other people based on the things that I've experienced myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, you know, going to if you're going to go be going to a family event and you want to obviously take care of yourself, make sure you have something to eat, make sure you're staying hydrated, have something to drink and that you're in an environment where you can, you know, instead of going in with preconceived notions, you know, instead say, well, what can I learn from today? You know, who can I connect with? And what what can I ask others and and talk about so that it's a positive experience instead of, you know, having drama or or feeling pain or that type of thing. You know, using questions and curiosity um, to uh, to expand your awareness a little bit. And I I always forget about a hostess gift, you know. But recently, what I started doing was taking a roll of toilet paper whenever I go somewhere, <laughs> and they're like, "What's this for?" I'm like, "We're gonna all use it." <laughs> You know, so so there's this roll of toilet, and now you have a conversation. Yeah, about, you do. Okay, she, she just brought a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you know, 
there's always, like you said, that one person that's, um, that's negative or always tries to create drama, you know, and if you can take a step back, take a breath and just pay attention, you know, some people get caught up in it instead of taking a step back and trying to look at what's really happening and, you know, how that person might be trying to just get attention or just um, try to show that where they're wounded in some way or what they, you know, what they need. And it, if they weren't raised in an environment where they can express that in a way so that they're getting what they need, then they're just going to be stuck in it. And um, and sometimes it's not about, you know, fixing that for them. They're, you know, maybe you don't have the skill set for that. But we can always reiterate back what, what we heard them said, you know, oh, I just heard you say this. Is that really how you're feeling, you know? And just acknowledging and letting them hear what they're saying to themselves sometimes is, is good to just paraphrase. Yeah, I'm not really good at that. I'm, I'm usually <laughs> the one to start cracking jokes and, and say something like one of the things that we did, it's been a few years ago, is that we made a huge deal out of each person. And and so just something like, yay, and you say their name and everybody claps. Oh, wow. And, and to see how somebody's face lights up when you do that. You know, there's a few people that are very, very uncomfortable with it because they've never been in a spotlight and and they don't like it. But I don't know. We've done it anyway, and it seems to pull them out for a little bit. That's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Because how can I how <clears throat> can I, you know, bring joy to this person? Yeah. And, you know, some people think it's embarrassing. Right. But. But when a lot of people are doing it all at once, yeah, they feel that positive energy and and it's able to at least get them out for a little bit. Yeah, one of the things that um, we do at work, we have these because uh, we have new people join the team every once in a while, and then um, what happens is we, my boss always wants to do these fun facts, right? So she's like, oh. Everybody tell a fun fact. Well, that can be kind of threatening for some people because somebody may have a really super fun, fun fact and somebody else maybe doesn't. And so they feel kind of left out. So I was like, well, why don't we have everybody just share their favorite book? You know, something that's non-threatening. And then we can really learn about somebody by what book they might be wanting to read and what they want to talk about. And, and, and that might be a cool thing. So finding something like that or maybe what people's favorite flowers are or something like that that's, you know, kind of neutral. Because people can talk about why it's their favorite flower or why it's their I don't know. Flower. I mean, people <laughs> definitely have judgments about my favorite flower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's. I think it's just interesting. And then, you know, I, I think it's a little bit less uh, threatening maybe to find something like that. Find a neutral ground that people can talk about like at the dinner table. And and um, and it just, it. I, even though these people are in your life, maybe they're in your family or maybe they're just friends or people that have been invited to dinner, it's a great way for you to get to know a little piece of them. And, and sometimes with these, the people in the family we don't see, we don't talk to, we don't, you know, really, we're not, they're not in our lives anymore, that we just show up once a year or whatever. It kind of gives you a little bit of insight as to what might be going on in their life. So another way to connect. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I, I think our last segment, you know, we're going to be talking about intentions and stuff. So the way that I like to start the intentions is with a game of really horrible would you rather. So where all of the choices are bad, <laughs> right? So we start with the bad game of would you rather, mm -hmm. and then we go into, well, what do you want? Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of fun. It's and, and also to be around a group of people that you may or may not know very well, and then to have them bringing up things that they want 
there's so many things that we don't think about as even possibilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, somebody somebody asked on Facebook a couple weeks ago about I don't remember what it was. Oh, if you if somebody gave you a million dollars, what would you do with it? And I was like, a million dollars isn't enough for the airplanes that I want. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but <laughs> what would you do, Benny, I, with a million dollars? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean. I'd probably just hold on to it for just a little bit, just kind of process <laughs> everything. Just I mean, to look be- at it on your bank account. Sure, <laughs> who wouldn't want to? Oh uh, no! So for me, I would for sure go straight over to Painfield and find a <laughs> hangar that would hold <laughs> the three planes that I want. I'd buy the one seventy two so that I can get my license. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but I think you're right. It's like um, having uh, people. I have people tell me that all the time. Well, I don't really know what I want. Well, what don't you want? Like you said. Make a list of everything you don't want. And then what you do want is probably the opposite of that, right? Right. So then you can get that don't stuff out because that's probably in your head what you think you can't have to a certain extent, the opposite, right? So you just say you don't want it maybe, but you, maybe there's something on the other side of that. There's information there, I guess, is the point, right? Oh, absolutely. There's always information on, on any emotion that we have, whether it's a, a good emotion or a bad emotion, especially a bad emotion. If there's you're being triggered by something or you're feeling a certain way when you're around somebody, you know, there's information there. And if you're willing to take a moment and step back and take a deep deep breath and look at it and go, why does this bug me? Why does this bother me? And then uh, let your body uh, give you the answer. It might take a little bit. There's actually an article I wrote. If you go to my website and uh, go to medium.com, there's an article I wrote on, on, Undercovering, uh, uncovering underlying emotions for yourself, and there's three different um, people. A couple of them I've had on my help, on my show here, who have free information on how to do that. Free uh, programs in place, and they're all listed there for you to as resources, uh, because not everybody can afford it, a therapist, you know. And sometimes just having a uh, some tools at hand can really help. But um, using those to help uncover the emotions can make a, a big difference. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to take a little respite here, and we'll be back to talk with uh, Susan Story. This is Kasara from True Health. Lately the weather's been bringing me down Far too much sunshine Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Langley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs, and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kasara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. 
Now's the time to visit TrueHealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. To get my snitches straight And grab an umbrella And weather the rain And we're back. Welcome back. This is Kassar with True Health, and we're on Lift Your Spirits Radio, 1150 AM KKNW. And we are talking about the holidays. We are. And this is Susan's story. Hi, I'm my Susan. Husband. And... We're going to talk about intentions uh, for the new year and things of ways of making that happen. And what gets in the way of that? Oh, my gosh. So many things get the way of way that. Way too many things. So, <laughs> you know, just to go back just for a second sure. on the the difference. You had said negative emotions, positive emotions. And so we kind of make things what they are. Yeah. You know, we get to define things for ourselves. But there really is a there's lines in regards to frequencies. Mm -hmm. And so most of our our emotions can be broken down into two, which is love and fear. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of times this is, you know, somebody who's had cancer for over 20 years, (laughs) there's a lot of fear in there. And there's so many times that I don't even recognize that I'm doing it. Like one of the things we talked about in the car, Mm -hmm. you know, I I didn't want to post the, the event for my polar bear swim on my own page because of some of the creepy, mm-hmm. creepy followers, <laughs> right? And I was like, okay, well, in reality, are the creepy followers going to get up at 7 a.m. to come and <laughs> see us naked on the beach for Probably six not. minutes? You know, is it really worth it? Probably not, right? So, yeah, I will post that now. But, but yeah, so there's there's fear and there's love. And if you just look at what am I feeling right now? Am I feeling this way out of love or am I feeling it out of fear? And how do I shift that and go into love? Because if I can do that, and to me, it's like, if I only have two choices, it's easier than, you know, oh, oh well, absolutely. you know, there's the fear, there's the shame and well, anger is a little bit better, but I don't want to pick anger. So how do I just <laughs> go from here to love? Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. And and I think when you when we talked about the holidays and going into these family situations or whatnot, and if you're going with the fear that something's going to happen. Oh, and most of us do. Yeah. You know, Instead you're like, oh, so and so is going to be there. This is going to suck. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh. Instead of going, well, number one, love yourself. That's Absolutely. always first. And so what can I do to keep myself um, happy, uh, eating the things I like, drinking the things I like, having experiences with the people there that I do like, staying in that love frequency and just feeling that frequency. Uh, if you feel that, I know I do that a lot when I go on my walks every day. I, I just 
feel that love frequency. I just let that in for myself, for my, for myself and for everything around me, for nature all around me, for the people I see, for the people in my life. You know, just, I just feel that, that frequency. And when I find I do that, it just it, it permeates through the rest of my day and through the rest of my life. It's very, very powerful. So connecting with that, I think, is important. Going into an event like something that you're um, hesitant about. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. want to say afraid about, but hesitant about. Right. And then there's also the whole thing, you know, we've learned, oh, well, have your boundaries. I'm like, okay, cool. Boundaries are great. But if you go in and you announce them to everybody, yeah. now you're the turd. <laughs> exactly. I'm having exactly. to use words that I don't normally use because I can't use the words I do normally use. Because <laughs> we're on the radio. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, I know. He's, he's like having to listen really close whenever Susan's here. <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> So, yeah, so always putting your own needs first, but, you know, redefining that and having boundaries for yourself. If there's something you can't do, you can be gracious about it. You don't have to complain about it or annoy other people about it, right? It's, it's, uh, you can still protect yourself and be um, graceful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So things that get in the way of what you want. Well, um, negative thinking, you know, constantly saying in the back of your mind that you don't deserve it or you or, I mean, fill in the blank, right? Well, that was the thing for me for 25 years. I didn't think that I deserved it. I didn't think I deserved to um, to live in a different way. You know, for so long, I was just borderline making it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and part of that was because of what I was taught when I was a kid and in my first marriage. And, like, it's time to let go of all that. Yeah. What if I get everything I ask for? Yeah. If I get everything I ask for, I'm going to start asking for better things. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so yeah. so if I'm looking at, uh, going back to what I said earlier, and um, everything I think about is, is what God hears as my heart's desire. Mm-hmm. So think about writing down, regardless of how I do it, if I'm thinking negative stuff, I'm going to get more of that. Mm-hmm. If I'm thinking this is going to be a horrible day, I'm going to get more of that. If I wake up, which I do every single morning, and I say, oh, my gosh, today was the best day of my life so far. Mm-hmm. Hasn't happened yet, but my brain doesn't know that. Right. So if so, then the rest of the day, my brain's looking for what can I see? What can I pay attention to that is really going to make this the best day of my life? An experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Totally. Yeah. And then, you know, we're talking about consistency. Right. And and I started it's been over a year ago that I started making daily videos when I was out in the water and they've progressed because I'm kind of like, well, I can't do the same thing I did yesterday. can't do the same thing I did a month ago. So uh, it's very rare that one of my videos is the same mm-hmm. as a past video. There's always something new that I think about while I'm out in the water mm-hmm. and can change that. But but again, whether it's the making the videos every day or the exercises that I'm doing every day or the eating healthy foods every day, all of that stuff is cumulative. Yeah. And if I'm focused on what is it that I do want and I get everything I ask for. So if I'm going to get everything I ask for, then what can I I, I need to start thinking more about those things, right? And mm-hmm. being frustrated with somebody at the family event that 
You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I can yeah. just go into my own head and think about uh, what charity am I going to donate to? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm donating 10% of my income to somewhere, right, where's that going to go? And how can that make a difference? And mm-hmm. the more money I'm making, the more I can donate to that charity or another charity, multiples, mm-hmm. right? But but to focus on how am I going to be a better person and I get everything I want. So what do I want? Yeah. I get everything I ask for. Most people don't think that way, though. They, they're they stuck in that negative thinking. That's We were taught <clears throat> that we couldn't have yeah. everything we want. We were told that. You can't have that. Yeah. We were why taught. Would, why would you want that? That everything right? is limited. Yeah, yeah. And I am at a point now that I realize that that's just not true. No, it's not true at all. You There's know, enough for everybody. If, for everything. If I drink this water, right, I know that I can go and refill it. <laughs> I can get more water. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'll... We, today, all we have to do is hold the <laughs> bottle <outside>. open, <laughs> you know, and so everything is like that. But we've been taught that it's not. We've mm-hmm. been taught that it's limited. We've been taught that you're not supposed to ask for things, mm-hmm. you know, just like the other day. in some way. Yeah. My mom says, you never really asked for things for Christmas. It's because my dad would flip his lid. Yeah. And <clears throat> we, you're never satisfied with anything. <laughs> Actually. You're right. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm happy with what I have, but yeah. I'm not satisfied. Yeah. And if I have more, more whatever, how is that going to make my life better? And if my life's better, then the people around me have a better life because yeah. I'm treating people differently when I'm capable of, of having the tools that yeah. I need in order to, to make things better. Yeah. One of the things too that I think is important is I know, with, especially with Christmas, is um, people giving gifts and things like that. And um, I, I, I read somewhere an article or something that talked about what was the best gift you were ever given, right? And um, I haven't read the article yet. I want to because <laughs> I want to see what they say in it. But, um, you know, the best gift is not about spending money because even if you, if you give something to someone and they appreciate it, maybe they, you know, whatever it is that they've got, it's, it, is, it is a gift. But when you give something from the heart, like you made me these beautiful rocks, um, you painted them. They're just absolutely stunning. And I just love them. And every time I see them, I know that I am loved. And so they're very special. And I think finding things that where we can create, like a lot, a lot of times people make um, cookies or cakes or, you know, whatever, whatever they take, you know, something with love that they're putting together. And to me, that is so much more important because people remember that. And maybe when you give it, you give the recipe with it or something, you know, that can be the gift. This is my my special cookie recipe or, or whatnot, um, because people love that, you know. They the sourdough it. starter. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've given away many of those over the last yeah, two months after yeah. I started making them. Yeah. Hopefully everybody else's bread turned out better than mine <laughs> Or <did>. mine. <laughs> well, I can't wait. We, we, I made some cinnamon rolls with it, so I, I haven't tried one of those yet, so I'll try one uh, today. But, um, yeah, so just finding things that you can give of yourself. Um, a lot of times people have talents, uh, poetry or you know, writing something nice about how you really care about somebody, you know, taking the time, being present in the moment and putting down what you really feel. Um, you know, when I receive things like that, I save them because they're so special to me and I go back and read them. Right. And they don't cost anybody anything. You know, if you make a homemade card and you put what you really feel about somebody or maybe put a picture that you took, you know, and, and put it in a simple frame, you know, things don't have to cost a whole lot to mean a lot. And, and those are, to me, those are the the gifts that I remember the most and and um, cherish the most. You just gave me an idea. I did. 
<laughs> I, I can go on to one of the drugstores near my mom uh-huh. and and upload some photos, yeah. pay for them. Yeah, they're not very expensive. And they're have like, her go pick them up. Yeah, they're very inexpensive. Yeah, Or have my brother pick them up for her. Yeah, see, look at that. My brothers are always <laughs> afraid to look at my pictures. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, but if they're in the envelope, they don't have to. Right? <laughs> go ahead, open it up, look at them. They're like, no. <laughs> I know your mom wants to see them. They'll, so. they'll have mom screen them first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the best gift you were ever given, Benny? Ooh, the best? Yeah. Man, uh, kind of caught me on the spot there. <laughs> I would say I think I had not probably not the best because there's I have some great, wonderful gifts that were uh, brought to me. But I think the most hilarious one, I would say, was I think I was like around 11 or 12. It was an action figure that shoots rockets. <gasps> so my wow. mom was positioning it under the tree and it shot an ornament off the tree and it was like a nice one from like, oh her, my like from her grandparents <gasps> and it broke. Oh no. So I laugh now because I'm like, because of me wanting that little action figure, I destroyed something. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I know I laugh now and my mom's like, it was funny. That's, so, funny. Yeah. That's funny. Well, you're not the one that set it off. No, I still got to play with my action figure. <laughs> I think it was just a great story that I remember. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I know. As kids, we always want those those uh, action figures and yeah. and dolls and mm-hmm. you know. I had a remote like control that. car from like Radio Shack back in the day. Yeah. That was really nice. I, I remember my sister yeah. got like the Barbie Dream House when Barbie was oh, big in the eighties. Yeah. Now that's rekindling now because yeah, yeah, of the movie. Yeah. But I remember seeing that for her, and I was like, oh, so jealous. Uh- right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I you know I think part of it is too. Um, it's interesting because my son, you know, I want to get him something for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And he sent, I go, you got to tell me what you want. I don't know what to get you, you right. know. And, of course, he sends me, you know, keyboards that are $3,000 and right. <laughs> shoes that are $300. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll donate to that cause. How about, how about a pair of laces for <laughs> there, those shoes? There you go. And there a key go. for the keyboard. <laughs> Just saying. You could break it down yeah. a little bit. Yeah, right. So, you know, but, but the point here is that you're never going to get it if you don't mm-hmm. ask for Correct. it. Correct. You right. know. And there has been times when he put out that list and his father and I would go, okay, we're going to get him that thing together mm-hmm. or get grandma to help donate, yeah. you know. And um, But we don't know if you don't if you don't tell people what you want. And even if you just want a card, you know, you can tell people, I would just like a really card, a really nice card from you to, that tells me how you feel about me. You know, if you tell people what you want, you will get that. But you have to say what it is you want. And if you just hide right. it and you never tell anybody, you're never going to get it. Well, but did I tell you I wanted this coat? Yeah. I did tell you I wanted it? You had told me about it, that you had other, everybody else had one, but you didn't have one. Yeah, but I wasn't, uh, I didn't feel like I was hinting, you should buy me this coat, but you did. <laughs> I did it anyway. And then somebody else did too. So yeah. I, I don't know if he got one so that, you know, he wouldn't see have to see my bare body <laughs> at the beach when I'm changing. Because I, I, I didn't get that, that one gene. You know, the modesty gene. <laughs> I don't know. I was running around getting other things and I didn't get that one. Yeah. So I guess the point is to uh, to have a wonderful holiday regardless. Take care of yourself. Breathe. Drink water. Stay hydrated. Eat well. And remember that you get everything you ask for. That's right. And we love you. So thank you for listening in. Thank you for joining me today, Susan. Thank you for everything, Benny. You're Happy welcome. holidays. And let people know how they can get a hold of you, Susan. Oh, I'm a mermaid. Susan Mermaid Story.
So either Susan Mermaid Story on Gmail, SusanMermaidStory.com. That website is not completely done yet, but it's up. Getting there, you can send me a thing, get on my email list, and yep. I'll send you some cool stuff. Great. You're listening to True Health by Kassara on Lift Your Spirits Radio, 1150 AM KKNW. This is Kassara, and you can reach me at TrueHealth.com, T-R-U-Health.com. Thank you so much for joining us this month. Mm-hmm. 